Do you have something inspiring to say? Have you always known that your voice can contribute to the world? Is now the time? Yes, now is the time. The world is waiting for you. Welcome to the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. Today, we have an inspiring guest who is ready to share their voice with the world. Now, on to the show. Carol? Hi, Carol, are you there? Hi, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't I don't know why I wasn't, but anyway, welcome to Open Mic Spotlight. <laughs> I am your host, Carol Glover, today, and we do have a very inspiring guest. Kathy Cook Noble is one of our Open Mic, or our Inspired Choices Network contest semifinalists. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Kathy. Um, we're going to dive into all of who Kathy is, what she's creating in the world, her ideas, messages, and anything that comes out during the uh, the conversation. We're just going to get to know her a little better. Uh, Kathy is an advocate for women and family and small businesses. She's helped to start, grow, and expand and plan for succession with businesses to ensure their longevity. She's owned and operated her own businesses, both independent and franchises. Uh, based in the St. Thomas area, she's part of many organizations, including not-for-profit, assisted them with conceiving strategies to improvement and implement existing programs, and she's helped to implement new programs and perform training and development workshops on health and safety and organizational courses. She holds more degrees than a thermometer, and and uh, she's just got a ton of experience all over the place. As you can tell from the different places that she's been and uh, businesses that she's touched, there's basically nothing that she doesn't improve when she gets near it. So welcome, Kathy. Good morning, Carol. Thank you for having me. Um, so... I, I would love to start by saying, oh, just tell me a little bit about yourself, but that's an unfair place to start, I think. <laughs> so what I what I will do is let's start with you being an advocate, advocate for women and family. Tell okay. us a little bit about what matters or why that matters to you. Sure. Um, so I grew up in a family business that uh, my grandfather started in 1927. And it grew to be a pretty, pretty good size of a, of a small business, I guess we'll call it. Um, and it was predominantly male, uh, dominated industry. And in that, <clears throat> you learn to navigate your way around um, different types of personalities and different ways things work. And you don't see a lot of women in certain industries. And I think that's unfortunate because they have a lot of valuable things to offer and insights and different perspectives on how to make things work. Um, so from my experience, I've seen finance is one of the big ones where women don't feel as confident or don't seem to get the the training that they need or that they deserve. So that's sort of where I started to specialize. And 
I have since written a book this year. It comes out next year, and it's All Women Should Know the F Word, which is a guide to your to guide to your finances, and it's a day to day guide to your finances because I find there is very little out there for women that is plain language that takes all the the math and all the science out of it and just says this is how it works. This is what you need to know. This is what you need to understand, and that's sort of where it all started. Wow. And when is that coming out? Uh, it'll be ready for March of 2018. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to that one. And Thank you. The name, of the, the name of the book again? All Women Should Know the F Word, A Guide to Your Finances. <laughs> I love it. Um, so how were you able to find the, I guess, balance, if you want to call it that, between the family business and apparently what you really love, which is the finance side of it? Um, it, it all seems to work together. So I'm not sure if it's by design or or by accident, but uh, it seems to be wherever I end up, I end up in the finance section of it. So even on the oh. not-for-profit boards, I end up on the uh, investment uh, the investment group or the finance committee or uh, anything <laughs> like that. So it just sort of gravitates to me or me to me to it. I'm not sure. Um, right. But it works out really well. And I find that uh, the women that that's one of their biggest concerns about finance and finance isn't necessarily understanding all the big charts and metrics that you see on BNN or CNBC or anything like that. It's just understanding the day-to-day stuff like where's your money and what exactly makes up your money and uh, uh, what system do you have and what structure do you have? Do you know where your stuff is? Do other people know where your stuff is? So we just make it very plain language and very much something that they can understand on a on a regular daily basis. And uh, I find that because I, they, I spend so much time in that arena that it just, it balances itself out because you're doing it, I, you know, you may be doing it for the not-for-profit or you may be doing it for a for-profit or an individual, but it's the same general idea, same general system. Cool. So if you do win this contest, the name of your show would be Financially Speaking, I understand. So Correct. what sort of things do you think we would be delving into? You sort of mentioned it a, a moment ago, but... Can you get a bit more specific with some of the topics that you think you would handle? Sure. Um, there's uh, in, in my book, I have a checklist, and I provide that as well on the show, on things that you should, you should look for, things that you should have. So, for example, a will. Uh, do you have a will? Why do you need a will? How often should you update your will? How do you do a will? And things like something as simple as that, it's, it's easy to do, and a lot of people in Canada don't have it. So, and it's important that they have it. Um, that would be a, a great topic to teach people. Um, mortgages. Do you know what kind of mortgage you have? Do you know how long your mortgage is for? Do you know where it is? Do you know who it's with? Um, do you understand how that works as far as uh, interest and principal? Um, a lot of people in Canada have mortgages, um, and they don't understand necessarily how they work if there's a difference. Like there's a traditional mortgage, and then there's a home equity line of credit. We can talk about the differences between that and the benefits and advantages of each versus the expenses and 
uh, disadvantages of them. Um, we can talk about uh, different um, investment types. So it's not necessarily we're going to get into, oh, you should put your money into this fund and it makes this kind of return. More about um, do you have a bank account? Do you know where your bank account is? Are you paying too much in bank fees? You know, a lot of a lot of people pay a lot of money in bank fees every month and they don't even realize it because it's coming out automatically. So those mm-hmm. are different types of topics that I think people would would really benefit from understanding. And they're very easy and very simple to understand. Um, there's a lot of other great information out there that we could share on uh, what to look for in different types of investment vehicles and, you know, where should your money be and, and why you need to know where it is. What if anything ever happened? Um, I find with women, and this is really what motivated me, is um, women typically end up single at some point, either by choice, by widow, by divorce, because we usually outlive men. So uh, at some point as a woman, you're going to have to know something about your finances. So I think it's important if you understand it now, you feel comfortable, then at some point when you have to handle it, you're going to be it's going to be a seamless transition. You're going to be comfortable. Everything's going to be in order and you're not going to be overwhelmed. Cool. The whole finance finance thing, especially I think for women, is such a, it's sort of a secret sort of conversation. Nobody really wants to talk about it. No one wants to approach it. So how do you find it so easy to do this? Um, Well, a couple of things I think probably the biggest one is I grew up in a business and one of the businesses we had was a finance business, an automotive finance business. So you had to talk about money. Um, <laughs> and then it was kind of a part of the job. And then when people came in to, you know, buy or lease a vehicle, they have to talk to you about their, your money there. So I was very comfortable my whole life. I don't remember not being comfortable talking about money. I thought it was exciting. It was fun. I thought the stock market was a cool thing. Um, and for me, it was just people had were comfortable talking about their money. And I think because I didn't think it was a big deal. Everybody has it. Everybody needs it. And you have to talk to somebody about it sometime. And I think that for women, if they're comfortable talking to the person, then they're comfortable talking about money. For them, it's a comfort level. And I think it's mm-hmm. a trust level. Whereas men, and that's where I think women are comfortable talking to me. Men are comfortable because you can talk to them about the the absolutes, like I went to school, I have an MBA in finance, that's the that's fine, we can see that you know it, so we'll talk to you. So they're two different sets mm-hmm. of thinking, right? Very cool. Yeah, I never really thought about it like that. Um, awesome. So... Oh my goodness, I'm I have like 50 questions racing through my head right now. So, why let's start with the simple one. What made you okay. jump at this contest? Um Well, I've had so I'll tell you. I'll go back about so oh, 15 years. I started an investment club for women because I found that I had these great friends who were smart, well-educated women and none of them knew the basics about their finance. They didn't know where it was. They didn't know what they had. Didn't know if they had a will. Didn't know what kind of mortgage. Didn't know if they paid bank fees. Didn't know if their kids had RESPs. None of that stuff. So I said, okay, well, we started an investment club. 
and uh, every month we would meet, and it was a it was a hybrid of a book club and investment club. So we'd spend the first thirty minutes doing an investment topic, and then the next thirty minutes having wine and cheese and talk about you know a book or or just socializing or something. And that was it was great. We had a lot of fun. Uh, just through the way things work, I wasn't able to keep it up because of business, because of work. But I'm bringing that back next year so that we can have a uh, more of a social learning and a comfortable setting. Um, then, uh, then what happened? I guess I started teaching it at the college, and women just um, I just started talking about it all the time because I think it's exciting. <laughs> so. I don't, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. People get talking about different things and, you know, their favorite shows or whatever, and I just get excited about, did you see what happened in the market today or interest rates went down or interest rates went up? Or <laughs> It was kind of fun. <laughs> Look at how that affects you. <laughs> so. That's pretty neat. I, I, I'm not sure that I've ever heard anybody's enthusiasm when talking about finance like that. <laughs> But it sounds like you've created a really interesting world around it for yourself and for others to share in. So I'm glad you took the chance to try this contest. Well, I think I think it's a lot of fun. I, it's kind of like, um, to me, it's like teaching kids math. If you make it fun and you make it entertaining and you make it exciting and you make it personal, then they're interested. When you throw up a whole lot of maps and formulas and graphs and all that stuff, uh, it kind of people tune out a little bit. So I find finance is the same. If you make it fun and exciting and in plain language, people understand and make it personal. They want to know how it affects them. And I think that's the biggest piece that's missing in a lot of the investment things that I see in finance things is they don't make it personal. So how does it affect you? Like people want to know, especially women, right? Like how's that going to affect my family? Yeah. So how did you make it personal in your book and in your conversations? If you're speaking to a group, how do you make that personal? Um, there's there's specific cases in there for clients, client cases that I think are relatable to a lot of women where they'll see themselves mm-hmm. in it. And I think it's um, one of those things where when you read it, you'll be like, oh, that's me. I don't know that. Or I don't understand what that is either. And then I'll tell you what it is. And I'll tell you, there's a there's a couple cases in there that I tell you about where women went through different situations and how it affected them. And I think it's it's more common than uncommon. Right. Cool. All right. So we are up for our first break. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network, and I'm here with Kathy ah, Kathy Cook Noble. Uh, We'll be right back after this short break. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. 
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Open Mic. I'm your host, Carol Glover, and we're here today with Kathy Cook-Noble, one of our contest finalists, and her proposed show is Financially Speaking. Kathy, in the... Oh, if you are listening live to this on the Inspired Choices Network, feel free to come over to the chat room. You can ask questions, or you can also feel free to call in, um, and... Kathy and I will field whatever questions you might have for her. One of the questions that has come up, Kathy, on the chat room is, uh, is there one thing that every person, woman, or man needs to get a mu- to, to get much better at going into 2018 with their finances? Um, <clears throat> I think there's two, but they go together. So one is they need to have a plan. And the second one is because most people don't, the the part that goes with that or before that, I guess, is knowing where everything is. So find all your stuff, um, know where it is, and then put a plan together and say, this is where I am and this is where I want to be and how do I get from here to there? And that's it. That simple. So, what are <laughs> they might need to get some things, help with that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just wondering. Once they know the where I am and where I where I want to go, uh, what are some of the resources that that you call upon to um, to help people get there? Other than yourself, so, of course. <laughs> uh, so I I think you yeah, can't be afraid to talk to people, and if you see mm-hmm. somebody that you know what, I, I like what they're doing, I like where they're at, and you're, you know them and you're comfortable to ask them, ask them, say, what do you do? Like, do you deal with somebody? Do you have an advisor? Do you do it yourself? Um, who's your advisor? And as, there's a section even in my book about it, but picking an advisor is important. So if you are going to, and you're interviewing them, and this is where I think women get scared, is they sit, and I've heard this so many times from women actually, where they'll go and the advisor speaks to their husband and traditionally the financial world is men and they don't understand it and they're not comfortable asking questions, then that's not probably the right person for you. So right. you need to be comfortable with the person. And it's not just about how much they can make your returns. It's also how comfortable are you with the whole plan and having a conversation and asking them questions because it is your money, it is your life, and nobody cares more about it than you do. So you should always feel that 
you have the right to ask questions and you have the right to get the answers. So for me, I think you talk to as many people as you can or you're comfortable with. And when I put a plan together for, for different clients, I put together um, a full plan. A li- and it's not just about your finances, it's also about your life. I totally believe that you have to save your money for the future and that you have to rely on yourself for retirement. I'm 100% supporter of that. I also believe that you have to enjoy your life right now and you have to enjoy every part of your life. It's not just, I can't go out for dinner because I have to save for my retirement, you know, 30, 40, 20 years from now, whatever the number is. So you have to enjoy your life now and balance saving for your future and having a happy retirement. And I think that's important to the plan. Definitely would be. So have you have you noticed any sort of trends? Is it getting to be more of a challenge as more people are having? Um, it's just harder to stay afloat these days, it seems. So how how do you save for the future? It, you're right. And the numbers are increasing. The, uh, the Roughly $1.68 for every dollar that you earn is being consumed by debt. So people are, it's actually going in the opposite direction in Canada. Wow. People are taking on more debt than they are taking on income, if you will. And it is harder. It is harder for people because there's a lot of stuff by TV, by internet, by print ads that's showing you how to spend your money, but there's not a lot of stuff showing you how to save it. So everybody's got to have the latest and greatest for smartphones. Everybody's got to have a you know, the new technology, the new computers, the new video games. It's not just easy, affordable stuff anymore. It's its expensive. And it's mm-hmm. really hard for people to keep afloat. And I think a lot of it is when they get to a certain point, they're afraid to look at it, so they just stop. And they just carry on, and they don't look at the overall picture that they have for their mm-hmm. family. And then next thing you know, they're, you know, in debt. And, and to be honest, you hear all these ads for bankruptcy and, and they make it sound so easy. We just make your debt disappear, and there you go. Isn't that great? <laughs> and yeah. it's not—it's not the best answer. And and I, in, in my experience, it's very rarely have I—I've actually never recommended a bankruptcy to anybody. I—I I think there is always a way to figure it out. Wow. And I guess that's—that's that's where knowing where everything is becomes so yeah, critical. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And and not yeah. having the fear to not having the fear to look at it. Like people, they get to a point where they're scared because they're overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. and I t- and I always tell people, listen, it doesn't go away. So let's just rip the bandaid off real quick, see what we've got, and then we'll figure it out. Because once we know what we have, then it's easier easier to work with. Right. Cool. So interesting. <laughs> One of the <laughs> There was one concept that I only just read about maybe a few weeks ago. You know how you you hear about people setting targets for 2018 and you've got to have this target, how much you want to make and everything. And someone actually introduced the idea of having a savings target as well. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. You never hear people talk about that that end of things. And I, yeah, I don't know great. why it, it was such a light bulb moment for me. It was, it just was. <laughs> it's it's great. It's, it's it makes you feel good too when you know that mm-hmm. you have control of your life, 
because uh, reality is until you have complete control of your finances and you're in debt to other people, other people have more control over your life because you're indebted to them. They uh, they are in charge in some ways of what you can do and when you can do it. So once you have that freedom and control of your finances, um, it's just it's a great feeling because then you're like, I am in control of my own life. And a savings target is great. I always work it in. I just and I tell people this it's part of the whole some people get a little bit tense about the word budget, but when we talk about it, it's just about tracking your cash. So when we're tracking your cash, we're also tracking it going into your savings or your retirement. Um but I always caution people it's um when it's New Year's resolutions, forget the resolution. Just make it part of your plan. Don't start. Don't wait till the first of the year. If it happens to be April the 13th, start April the 13th. It doesn't matter as long as you start. Excellent. Yeah. So is there is there value in looking at your personal finances uh, like as an overview quarterly like a business would? Definitely. Um, and I... I have a, at least one meeting a year with my clients. Usually it's more than that. And we usually have conversations by email or text. And and I I like to build a relationship with my clients and say, it's not just about, oh, every year we're going to review your portfolio and see where you're at. It's going to be, hey, let me know when uh, you have a question about something. I always tell them, do not stress for five minutes about any question you see, either through your your budget that we're working on or through a statement that comes in, just text me. I'll give you the answer because people spend more time worrying about what this is and how do I handle it or how do I figure it out and what do I do? And they'll stress and stress and stress about it. And instead I'm like, just make a five minute conversation with me and we're going to just move on. No stress. And that works out pretty well. So I try and take all the stress away from my clients. Say, listen, if I take on the stress and get the plan in place, all you have to do is go off and implement the plan and be happy. And it seems to work. <laughs> you make it sound so possible. I think people. it is. I, I, uh, I truly believe it is. I believe that there's a lot of different entities out there that make it sound so complicated and so hard that they can't understand it. And I, I don't believe that. I think everybody can understand their... Everybody can understand their own stuff. We may not have to understand the complexities of, uh, you know, the Warren Buffets of the world, but we don't need to understand that. We just need to understand our own stuff. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, IT consultants. They try to make it sound so complex so that you have to hire them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I do think, sorry, go ahead, Carol. No, go ahead. You go. I was just just gonna say it with in relation to that too. I do think it's important that they, they that you have somebody to talk to, because when it comes to your finances, sometimes uh, you you have questions about things and you know what is this that's come up or you know every year something changes with the government and you know either taxes or changing whatever your limits are in the TFSAs or RSPs whatever. So it is good to have somebody to talk to. So I am a, I am a, a not not just from a selfish point of view because I am an advisor, but I really believe there's a lot of value if you get the right person to talk to. Right. So, and while we're on that exact topic, why don't you give people a way that 
or the ways to get in touch with you? Uh, to get in touch with me, you can, there's, I have my personal email, which is Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at noblecanada.ca, or um, I could give my, can I give my phone number? Yeah, you can do whatever okay. makes you comfortable. So I have, or they can call me at 519-857-6776. Cool. One of the things about um, having a radio show is that your reach expands. So right now you're in Ontario, Canada. Right. Um, are you ready to go a bit more global? Are the principles pretty much the same no matter where you go? I principles are the same everywhere I think. Uh the the things that change are the different uh legal aspects of it as far as we have different terms in Canada for some things that we have different terms in the US for, same concept. Um oh, okay. people are the same all around the world. They the way I see it anyway, they're they're scared, they don't understand their finances, they want to keep more of their money, they don't know how. And they just want someone to give them the straight answer on it and say, this is how you do it. It's, you know what, we may be in Canada and I can talk to you about a tax-free savings account that they don't have in the U.S., but they have something else in the U.S. that's similar. And I have a great situation where I'm at. Um, In my company, I have great partnerships. that I'm one of these people that I'm happy to work with other advisors. So I'm happy to have partnerships with other people where I can say, you know what, I can refer you to somebody in a different province if you need to talk to them, or I can refer you to somebody in the U.S. if you want to talk to somebody in the U.S. Or if I know somebody in the mortgage industry, which I have great partners there where I can say, listen, I can refer you to somebody and get you a really good rate. This guy knows is going to look after you. So I'm happy to refer people to people I know. Cool. And there's a question in the chat room. Are you a financial advisor with a large company or a financial coach? Uh, I'm a licensed financial advisor in Ontario, and I have my own firm. And my <laughs> the short of it is the way it works in finance is it's very highly regulated. So you have to have mm-hmm. uh, someone hold your license. I'm with a, a, a very good, reputable company called GP Wealth Management. And... Their head office is out of Mississauga. Cool. So what is the difference between a financial advisor and a financial coach? I'm, I think it's licensing in a nutshell. So a financial advisor, you have to have certain licenses to be able to actually do the investment part. And I think on the coaching side, it's not necessarily where you're doing the investment. So I actually do the investments. And I have the license to access the company to do it. Uh, I see. Okay. Awesome. Uh, we are due for our second break. So we're going to take that. And when we come back, we're going to speak a little bit more to Kathy Cook-Noble uh, about financially speaking and anything else that seems to come up along the way. You're listening to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. 
Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S. 613-800-8736 in Canada or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Open Mic Spotlight here with your host, Carol Glover, me, and my guest, Kathy Cook-Noble. We're talking about uh, finances. Kathy is one of our radio show contestants, one of the semi-finalists. So... Um, we're just spending a little bit of time with her, getting to know her, and yeah, having a little bit of fun. Uh, even though we are talking about money, who knew that would be possible? <laughs> so, Kathy, what sorts of things inspire you, since it is Inspired Choices Network? Uh, I love seeing things grow, and not even just your money and your accounts and your investments. That's exciting on its own. Uh, <laughs> I love that. And I love seeing it grow for people. I think I get as excited as my clients do when they see that the plan works and that they're making money and they're saving money for their kids. That's exciting. Um, I get inspired to see lots of things grow. I did land development for a lot of years, and I thought it was really cool to see houses go up and families move in and start their life and um, just – they're they're all happy because they got their new house and they have their kids there and they're playing in the park that we built and I think that is so cool. Um, I get inspired by uh, different people there's that I deal with every day. Like there's people that I go to church with that I think are very inspiring and very great people and I see them every day in the community doing really good work. Um, I get inspired by the people that are on the foundation board at the hospital that I, I'm on the St. Thomas Elgin General Hospital Foundation, and there's some amazing work going on in the hospital. With the people, the, I mean, the doctors are pretty pretty amazing to watch and hear the stuff that they do, but the people who are behind the scenes and on the board with me that are doing a lot of the work and the fundraising, and it's inspiring, the stuff that they can accomplish, and, and uh, I really believe in that you can do a lot together. Simon Sinek has, uh, has a book on that about... You know, we we accomplish more together than we do as individuals. And I think that's very inspiring when you get people you can work with. How do you find those people to work with? 
Um, well, I think they find you. And I think mm-hmm. it's because you have that that energy or that desire or that mindset that says these are the people I'm looking for and these are the people I work with and and these are the people that I want to help and be around and they find you and you find them and they you come together and you just it's you click and you work together and and you go with an open mind and open heart and you say listen what can we do together that that can change the world and it doesn't have to be change the world and and be on international television it's you change the world in your local community and and that changes people's lives i think that's that's important so if you could change something about the world what would it be oh i would i would have people understand their money and get out of debt. Uh, <laughs> because I think when you have more money, uh, and I don't mean it, people confuse having more money with being super wealthy. Having more money in your pocket just means that you have more comfort and your family has more comfort. Because people who have more money will use their money for good things and donate to charity and support uh, underprivileged causes, you know, people and, and animals activists and when you have more you do more with it and and i really believe that that's the only reason you need to have a lot of money so you can do a lot of good with it because there's only so many houses and so many cars and so many boats and so many trips you can take there's only you know there's so many places you can go and there's only so many clothes you can wear and diamonds you can buy so when it comes right down to it it's what you do with your money to help people and i think that's really i think it was really neat a few years ago then the billionaires took their, they have the billionaire pledge where Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and, and all these people with like massive amounts of money, um, they all committed to donating a portion of their wealth to charity. And I think that's great because that's really what you need all that money for and what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are even groups locally that have started that. I think it's, uh, one that I know of is called 100 Men, and it's like 100 men in a community, and they each put in $100 per quarter or something like that. But it's amazing how fast it adds up to really making a difference in their community. Yep, I've heard those. Yeah, yeah, and then I think there are also the the women's groups and stuff like that. So that's a really I love the way that. The, the take you have on that, you can only have so much stuff. And it's not about just accumulating the zeros in your bank account. It's it's what you can do with it. Love that. Um, so, go ahead. I, I think people genuinely have the interest to do that, too. Like, I don't think that's something where people aren't thinking about helping others. I think people do, at their core, want to do that. I do believe that. I think if people, they do what they can with what they have, and I think they do the best they can. And if they had more, they do more. I don't think that's just some sort of theory that we should try. I think that's that's something that I, I believe. You see, and you see it at Christmas time, especially this time of year, when you see that right. there's a big drive for the food banks and and uh, different things like that. It come, It happens. People come together and they find it. Are you still with me? Yeah. I think I don't. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> my line just did something weird there. Sorry about that. Um, That's okay. So, 
the whole idea of like can you be can you be kind with money and still have debt and still have debt yeah um yeah, I think people do it every day. Uh, there's, there's also there's good debt and there's bad debt, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A mortgage is, and this isn't, I know, it's about investment advice, but uh, a mortgage isn't necessarily bad debt. Credit card, not great debt. <laughs> so, I mean, there are simple things to do. And, and frankly, people work in their budget um, about donating. And the churches to people are very important. Um, so they want to make sure that when they go, they are able to give. So that gets worked into your budget. So people, when I work with people, I ask them, what's, what's important to you as a person? And they'll say, well, I want to make sure I give money to my church, or I want to make sure I save money for my kids' education. Great, we're going to work that in as a line item, because that's important. And it's not right. wait till you have money and then donate. It's, you know what, like, we're going to do it all now. We're just going to do it in a controlled environment where we know where it's going and then we know where we're going to end up. So, of course, yeah, you can pay down your debt and still be very charitable and generous. Excellent. That's that's good news. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you speak a little bit more to the good debt, not-so-good debt concept? Because um, I think sure. a lot of people just see that that big minus in a bank account or whatever, and it's just all bad. Well, I think the easiest way for me to, to think of it is the bad debt is stuff where you went out and you used your credit card to buy a new pair of shoes. And you really, how many pairs of shoes do you need? Do you really need a new pair of shoes? That would not be good debt. Um, uh, good debt would be you buy the house, you made an investment in an asset and you have a mortgage now and you're going to pay that down over time and there's a plan in place to do that. So that's that can be good debt because at the end of the, the debt, if you will, there's an asset, something that's going to bring you value and bring you money. Mm-hmm. Um, the new pair of shoes will be fun for, you know, the first time you wear them, but and maybe even the second time, but uh, they're not going to be something that at the end of its life you're going to be able to say, hey, here's something that's really valuable. Uh, those typically what happen to your shoes is they end up in the garbage. So it's necessary to have clothes and shoes, but it's not necessary to have, you know, 500 pairs of shoes and have a lot of credit card debt because you you went out and bought them. So things that are, I guess, temporary uh, pleasure-satisfying items that cause you to put it on your credit card and borrow money for it, that's not good debt. Right. The the retail therapy. Exactly. Portion. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So let's let's talk a minute about that um satisfaction that like trying to satisfy something that's missing by by that retail therapy. Have you noticed that people We're- get into a lot of trouble with that? I do, and I don't think they realize that's what's happening. Um, there's a lot of the, you know, the whole keeping up with the Joneses mentality, and a lot of people feel like they have to have the, a bigger house or a new car. You know, you don't you don't need a new car every year. Um, you don't need to trade up in a 
to a bigger house just because you got a raise or because your neighbor, your cousin, your sister, whoever did. Um, and that's where I think people, they're competing with other people rather than competing with themselves. And I'd rather compete with myself and say, hey, how can I save more and do better and still live the life that I want rather than compete with my neighbor? Uh, you can't control what your neighbor's doing. You can only control what you're doing. And that's where people get into that um, that whole mentality of I'll just go out and shop my way to happiness. And it doesn't right. it doesn't work that way. Happiness and that's a whole other show I think, Carol, but happiness doesn't <laughs> come from stuff. <laughs> it comes from yourself and within and, and doing things for other people in a very watered down explanation. <laughs> we'll put that on your list of uh show ideas. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So in the in the chat room there's a question. So is good debt something that becomes an asset? Uh, usually it would. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. I mean, there's, that's the, that's the easy answer to it, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, we are due for our last break. So we're going to take that. And when we come back, we're going to do a little bit of a wrap up roundup kind of, uh, kind of thing. <laughs> You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight here with Kathy Cook-Noble and on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S. 613-800-8736 in Canada or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm here today, your host, Carol Glover, with Kathy Cook-Noble, one of our con contest semi-finalists. Uh, and I'm so excited. <laughs> And I really do hope that you win because I think that these are important conversations for people to have. And even if they're having it one-sided with you, uh, 
just on the radio, I think that's a fantastic start. Great. Thanks, Carol. <clears throat> so um, let's get to know Kathy a little bit more beyond the finance stuff, because I'm hoping that we can just have a ton more conversations on the radio with you on that. Um, what sort of things make you laugh? Oh, um, my family. <laughs> they're pretty comical. Uh, <laughs> we have, there. there's, um, my husband and I have, uh, we have four kids and they're, they're really funny and they're very beautiful and a lot of fun. And we do a lot of fun and fun stuff when we're together. I think every time we're together, it's a lot of fun, to be honest. And we have two dogs, and the two oldest girls have dogs. So anytime there's a big family event now, we get together, and it's just a bit of a circus. And it's a, it's a lot of fun, and we laugh, and and it's just great. It's great stuff. And everybody loves the circus. Everybody, <laughs> right, especially when you're in it. <laughs> And then let's go to the other spectrum. What sort of things recharge you, I guess, aside from your family and having that laughter and, and stuff? How do you recharge? Uh, I like to work on uh, different, understanding different topics. So I like to read. Uh, my husband and I like to, um, we do our journal, we do journaling every night. And then uh, we'll find different things that are of interest that we've come across and we'll share it with each other. Um, we will go to different, we're always learning. You're always learning. I think there's never a time when you're not, uh, no matter your education, no matter your age, you're always learning. So we go to different courses, um, different, uh, events that are inspiring. Uh, we like to listen to Darren Hardy in the morning. We get our, our, uh, our, uh, Darren daily, which is always your daily dose of motivation. So all those kind of things keep, keep you charged and, and listening to shows that like Christine has on Inspired Choices Network, um, just you have to inspire your your soul and your brain as well as um, uh, your financial side. So it's not just about the money. You have to keep yourself motivated and inspired. Right. Oh my gosh! Everything leads back to this whole financial conversation. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So how do, do you ever find yourself having to uh, talk your clients into finding those things that recharge them in addition to just always worrying about their money? Um, my approach is always not just jumping in about your money. Just tell me about who you are, where you want to be, and where you're at. And and usually there's something, typically there's something underlying in uh, somebody having financial trouble. It's honestly not just about that they went out and bought too many pairs of shoes. There's something else that's going on. Either there's been a health issue or a family issue or something to that effect. So they have an underlying concern already, and then finance complicates it. So I like to find out what that is, that issue is, and you know what? Let's let's fix the the root of the core, not just put the bandaid on it. So then, once I know where they're at, then we can put a plan together that's specific for them. Then they're comfortable, they're happy. And then they, they feel like I've taken their stress from them so that they can actually do it and see clearly. Because what happens a lot of the time I see with people, they're so stressed, they can't see tomorrow for all the stuff that's happening today. And they just need to know that it's going to happen. And a lot of it 
I mean, math is pretty simple. It is what it is. Um, but all the other stuff that goes with it is where they need to have some help. Awesome. And as we wind down to these last few minutes of the show, uh, if there is one or two things that if you never get another chance to say anything to anyone, what sorts of things would you want to be sure to get out? Uh, there, anything someone's going through, and we've all been through stuff, uh, you're not alone, and it's probably not that unique because there's a lot of people out there that have been through a lot of tragic things, uh, financial and otherwise, but uh, there's always somebody out there that can help, always. And you just have to find them. And you've probably had, there's always somebody else out there that's been through something similar. So you can always get someone to help and understand where you're at. There's always a solution in every problem. I believe that totally. Beautiful. And how, just if you can run down one more time, how and where people can find you? Sure. Um, my email address is kathy at noblecanada.ca. My number is 519-857-6776. And my webpage is, uh, I have my personal one is kathycook.ca, which is under development. And then my work one is kcooknoble at gpwealth.ca. Sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> The last one? Yeah, the last one. You went really fast there for me. Oh, sorry. It's kcooknoble at gpwealth.ca. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. Um, so financially speaking, uh, last 30 seconds of our conversation here, uh is there anything else that you would like to tell us about? Make sure that we hear and about why this show is so important to you. Because it, it's um, something that will change, change your life. You, once you get control of your finances and you have that confidence, it's life-changing. And then by changing yours and your family's, you'll end up changing other people's because then you'll be able to do more and give more and be in a position to to share more of your money with other people. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening Thanks, to the Open Mic Spotlight Radio Show. We will be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, continue to create you with joy and inspiration.